All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everyone. My name is Jonah. Welcome to House of the Rose, the podcast where we discuss everything WWE. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 98 of season two. Today is Tuesday, and today is the follow edition of Monday Night Raw after Monday the Bank. Today is going to be a pretty huge episode. We get to see the fallout of all the matches that happened this past uh, this past Sunday on the Raw side of things. So, for example, the Raw Women's Championship match between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. The WWE Championship match between Bobby Lashley and Kofi Kingston. And there was also another match that involved a Raw superstar from the Women's Division walking out with something. We're all going to find all those answers. And of course, we're all going to see the follow of the results of what happened this past Sunday through tonight on SmackDown. <clears throat> now, tonight is not only the following episode of SmackDown, or follow this in a Raw after Money in the Bank, but it's also the first Raw back on the road. So, this past Friday, Friday was Friday Night SmackDown was at the one and only Houston, Texas. Then, that's when Money in the Bank came down to Fort Worth, Texas. And then last but not least, here tonight, Monday Night Raw is going to end it off here at Dallas, Texas. So that's a lot of Texas for the past three days. But all, three, all the first two episodes have been, or the first two nights have been well worth it. But will be, but will the third night at Texas be worth it. We're going to find all those answers coming up next. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into it and see what happens on the follow edition of Monday Night Raw after Money in the Bank and the first Raw back on the road since COVID. Sunday's Money in the Bank review was a huge night for WWE as live crowds returned to full force. The WWE Universe was electric during what is often considered one of the year's most exciting events. Nikki Ash won the women's Money in the Bank briefcase after overcoming seven other superstars. She shocked the crowd and beat the odds when she climbed over six other women on three ladders to grab the case and claim victory. On the men's side, Biggie won the Money in the Bank briefcase in one of the most emotional moments of the show. He looked as excited as we have ever seen him, and both wrestlers and fans took to social media to congratulate the powerhouse of the New Day. AJ Styles and Omos retained the Raw Tag Team Championships. And Bobby Lashley kept the WWE title from, with a decisive victory over Kobe Kingston. Charlotte Flair became the new Raw Women's Champion by beating Rhea Ripley this past Sunday. But this is one of the most exciting parts of the show. After Roman Reigns defeated Edge to retain the Universal Championship, John Cena made his return to one of the biggest pops of the night. He to seem to challenge Reigns by stepping up to him, but also promised to be on this week's Raw doing a post-out speech to the live crowd, saying he didn't want to wait any longer to say what he had to say. And so he's going to come out here to Monday. And of course, say why he's here. So without further ado, let's see what happens. The post-Money the Bank edition of Raw always up on the USA Network from the American Airlines Center 
in Dallas, Texas, marking the return to touring for WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. But there was no intro, there was no pyro. It was just straight business because the one to open up the show was the one and only John Cena. As the music hits, and out comes John Cena himself to a massive reaction for the crowd. Cena gets hyped up on the stage before rushing to the ring as usual as Micro introduces him. Cena then takes a mic and Cena then says, and tells the rest of the crowd to find their seats. He then points out to a fan celebrating his 11th birthday in the crowd. Cena then says, I came to see the fans. I miss this. I love the confusion, the chaos, and the electricity. You know, the chance of you know, fans chanting Cena, the fans chanting Cena sucks, or fans chanting let's go Cena. But everyone is live and here. Here then says, this is Defining Electric Monday Night Raw from Dallas, Texas. Cena then says, I'm here to explain myself after the money, the big return. I showed up and ruined the championship celebration of the Universal Champion Roman Rings. The fans and boo rings his name. He then jokes about the various reactions from rings, Paul Heyman, Michael Cole, and Pat McAfee, who. And then that's when Cena came to the question. Who brought me back to the WWE? All of you did. We can finally get together and cheer. All of you brought me back. But so did Rings. That's when the fans either Rings' his name once more. Cena then says, I'm here for the universe title. SummerSlam, oh, SummerSlam at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Why? Here's where it gets interesting. He then mentions a record-breaking SummerSlam event, a record-breaking 17-time championship win. But it's not because of any of that. It's because Rings is an asshole. That's when the fans tend asshole. And Cena then says, I believe Reigns needs to be knocked down a peg. This pathetic Roman Reigns experience has gone on long enough. He's an arrogant, self-absorbed, overhyped, overprotected, over enough. You know, overexposed gimmick who is not as over as he says he is. And that's not coming from... And that's coming from me. But you know, if you're really that good, the people would acknowledge you. You then get sentenced to the card of the pub and tell rings that if you're great, then 
and the fans will tell you. I will be at SmackDown on Friday and I cannot wait to see you. Then Cena then says, let's get to business. But then that's when the music interrupts and out comes Riddle on his scooter. Jimmy Smith then welcomes us to Raw and he's of course joined at ringside by Corey Graves and Byron Saxton. Riddle then hits the ring and kicks his foot off. That's when Cena and Riddle have a bro bro exchange. And then that's when and then it ends with Cena giving Riddle a fist bump, then making its exit from the ring. Riddle is all smiles as the music starts back up and Cena heads back up the ramp and Riddle waits for his partners. As coming up next, it will be a six-man tag team match with Riddle teaming up with the Viking Raiders to tug, take on John Morrison and the World Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and Omos. <clears throat> we then head back to commercial. So, let's go ahead and talk about Cena returning the wall. Or opening the show, I should say. You see where stars can hype a crowd like Cena. Real passion comes through when he speaks. And it was a smart move to bring him back right as crowds return. But the thing that was the most important thing was that we now officially know that Cena is now going after Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at SummerSlam. That was the main point of this. And so, we cannot say he's not going for the Universal Championship. He's going after someone else. Nope. He is going after the Universal Champion Roman Reigns. And that's what this whole segment was all about. The reason why he came back. He came back because of the fans. He came for, for all of you. Because of all of you. And he came back because of Roman Reigns. So this is going to be absolutely insane. And he says he's going to be at SmackDown this Friday. I'm going to be super pumped and excited for that. I mean, that's going to be pretty insane. I'm really excited to see what in the world is going to happen this Friday with Roman Reigns and Encino. And potentially have an exchange between the children. So we'll see what happens, but with that being said, we all know that Cena is now going after the Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Absolutely awesome. All right, let's move on. So we return for the break and we get an open challenge. Uh, and we will get an open challenge on the WWE Champion Bobby Lashley tonight. Plus a championship coronation with a new Raw Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. We then go back to the ring and out comes the one and only John the Drip Drip, John Morrison with the Miz in his wheelchair. They got the Drip Sticks, of course, ready. Morrison then has Rome re-announce him as America's Moist and Wanted. And he, of course, has a new t-shirt to match, which can be, of course, for sale at the WWE shop. That's when Miz then starts squirting water at the announcers, and then that's when we see Eric and Ivar are in the ring with Riddle. That's when, last but not least, the Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and Omos, come out last. <clears throat> Once everyone is ready to go, the ref calls to the bell and the match is on the way as AJ and Riddle are going to start off this match. 
AJ gets the upper hand early on as he drops Riddle, but then Riddle tries to get some offense back as he rocks AJ with a kick and delivers a backdrop to take AJ down. But then that's when AJ tags in Morrison as Miz hypes him up from ringside. Riddle goes for a kick, but then Morrison catches it and counter, but then Riddle counters with a takedown into a shoulder submission. That's when Riddle and Morrison tangle and show each other up, but then Morrison sends some strikes towards Riddle's alley. But then Riddle comes right back with a big knee, and that's when Riddle and Morrison trade more offensive counters, but then it leads into Riddle getting the upper hand with an exploder suplex onto Morrison. He then covers a Morrison for the pin, but Morrison kicks away too. That's when Eric tags in and lowers Morrison with a big knee. That's when Ivor tags in and the Vikings double team Morrison. That's when Eric slams Ivor on top of Morrison. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, that's when uh, Ivor covers a Morrison for the pin, but Morrison kicks away too. That's when Riddle tags back in and kicks at Morrison as Ivor holds him. That's when AJ tags back in or tags in, but then Riddle kicks him to, to stop him. That's when Morrison drops Riddle, but then Morrison dumps Eric and Ivor over the top rope out to the floor. Morrison then launches himself over the top rope, but then the Vikings catch him and double team him. But then that's when AJ runs the ropes, runs the ropes and leaps out out of the ring with an assist from Omos, taking down the Vikings at ringside. And Omos, AJ Styles, and Morrison order to control this match so far. We then return to commercial. We return for the break, and Omos is defeating, or excuse me, dominating Riddle in the middle of the ring. Omos then grabs Riddle and sends him into the corner, then delivers a backsplash to Riddle. That's when Riddle falls to the mat and isn't moving much. That's when Omos tags AJ back in to take over. Riddle was about to tag in someone, but AJ stops him from being able to as he drops Riddle on his head. AJ then covers on Riddle for the pin, but AJ, but AJ cannot put away Riddle as Riddle kicks him at two. That's when Morrison comes back in to take over on Riddle, but Riddle tries to fight back with some offense of his own, and in comes AJ. But then that's when Riddle drops AJ for an opening. That's when he. That's when Riddle finally was able to tag in someone, and it's the one and only Eric. Eric tags in and loads with AJ with multiple strikes. That's when Eric then nails a running knee to the face of AJ. Eric goes for a super suplex, but AJ blocks it as he nails a knee to the head of Eric. That's when AJ and Eric tangle, but then Eric gets the upper hand as he delivers a knee to the face. That's when AJ comes right back with a pele kick to drop Eric, and both men are down. Morrison and Ivar come in at the same time, and both men go at it and trade offense. And more counters. But then Ivar gets the upper hand as he levels Morrison with a big clothesline in the middle of the ring. Ivar then nails a running senton to Morrison in the corner. Ivar then climbs up to the top rope and he goes for a moonsault, but Morrison gets out of the way and Ivar has to pull through. That's when Morrison falls over the knee to the face. Morrison He's looking to go for the Starship pain, and he tries to nail it in, but he misses as Ivar quickly got out of the way. That's when Riddle suddenly grabs the dripstick from Miz and sprays Omos in the back with it. That's when Omos turns around and sees Miz with the dripstick, and so Miz is pleading and backs up the ramp on his wheelchair, saying that it wasn't him, it was, it was Riddle, but of course Omos thinks that 
Miz was was the one that did it because he of course has the dripstick in hand, and so Miz continues. Oh, so Morrison tries to save Miz, but then and Omos launches Morrison into the ropes. Miz continues pleading with Omos, but then that's when the Vikings double team Morrison with the Viking experience, and it recovers for the pin, and he gets the one, two, and three. And Riddle and the Viking Raiders are your winners in the six-man tag team match. After the match, Riddle and Vikings celebrate as their music hits. AJ and Omos look out from the look out from ringside. As because of Omos being distracted with the Miz, they cost they cost themselves the victory in this tag team match. And Riddle and the Viking Raiders are your victors. So. So it was nice to see um, see Riddle on the babyface team instead of the high flyer. This match was good, and it was a well-tested formula for six-man matches. The Viking Raiders got, got to stay in the hunt for a tag team toss with this win, and Riddle may begin a feud with Morrison and The Miz. The crowd was into the action, and the match had quite a few fun moments. It wasn't a bad way to get the action going here tonight. So, after the match, we then see Jackson Rucker is backstage, just staring straight ahead. We then see his strap match over went 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 over Elias this from three weeks ago. Rucker then smirks and says, "Just wait until we see." Just wait until you see what I do into our lives tonight. We then return back to commercial. What in the world is that? What is he going to do to our lives tonight? I have, I have absolutely no idea, but we're going to find out right near right now. So we return for the break, and Elias is in the ring. And he says, Hello, I am Elias. There is a truth that will last forever. The WWE stands for, and the crowd follows up with Walk with Elias. But then that's when Jackson Riker interrupts from the big screen. Riker then says, I will interrupt you as everyone knows says. Everyone is sick and tired of, a of you in always introducing yourself. But after tonight, you will no longer have to hear Hello, I am Elias ever again. And so Elias is winning the ring as Jackson Rector makes his way down. What in the world is going to happen now? Is this just going to be an absolute beatdown from Riker to Elias? But then we see instruments all over the ringside area. As Riker makes his way to the ring, we hear the announcer saying that this is going to be a symphony of destruction match. So if you don't know what a Symphony of Destruction match, it pretty much is self-explanatory. So there is so there is instruments all around the ringside, such as uh keyboards, uh gongs, drum sets, cellos, and even a grand piano. You can all use these instruments as your weapon and there is no disqualifications, no countouts, and the only way to win is by pinfall or submission. And the pinfall is going to happen to anyone. 
So it's like a false coming anywhere match. Uh, false coming anywhere match with a simulation of having instruments as your weapon. And there's no disqualifications or countouts. So that's basically what a symphony of the structure matches. If you didn't know what ready. So. Once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and the match is on the way as Riker and Elias go at it. Riker gets the upper hand early on with some offense quickly into this match. But then Elias try to cu cuts off Riker's offense as he kicks Riker and then tosses him out of the ring out to the floor. That's when the grand piano is right there by Riker. Elias goes on an electric guitar and then Riker attacks him. That's when Riker continues to beat Elias around as he then beats him up with a keyboard. But then Riker then drops Elias on the ground and then covers on Elias for the pin, but Riker cannot put away Elias as he kicks out at two. Elias tries to fight back with some offense and beats Riker up with part of a set of drums. He then tosses a piece into or he then tosses a symbol into the ring, but then Riker takes advantage and tosses him up into the rest of the drum kit. Riker then talks trash while beating Elias up. And that's when Riker grabs a wood guitar and leaps off the apron with it, but then Elias meets him in mid-air with a knee strike to cut off his offense. That's when Elias covers on Riker for the pin, but Riker kicks him at two. Elias with another weapon shot. Elias then charges towards Riker at ringside, but then Riker sidesteps and sends him into a big gong. Riker then grabs another wood guitar Kicks Elias in the gut, then smashes the guitar over his back. The referee checks in Elias, and the fans pop as we go back to commercial. We return for the rake, and Elias and Riker are going at it in the middle of the ring. Elias drops Riker with a big, big elbow, but then Elias continues with his offense as he knows a couple of chops to Riker. But then Riker tries to fight back with some offense of his own with right hands and lefts. But then Elias Grabs Riker and then tosses him out to the floor. Elias goes for more shots to Riker into the ring post, but Riker blocks it, then sends Elias into the post himself, face first. That's when Riker grabs another wooden guitar and then jabs Elias in the gut with it a few times. That's when Elias tries to use a part of the jump kick, but then Riker beats him up against the barrier. Riker tries to slam Elias face first into the lead of the piano, but he blocks it. That's when Riker Finally, he's able to counter and slams Elias face first into the lid of the piano. That's when Elias charges towards Riker, but then Riker counters and then slams Elias onto the top of the piano, destroying the lid of the piano. That's when Riker covers on Elias with a pin on top of the piano, but Riker could not put away Elias as Elias once again kicks it at two. That's when Riker climbs up top of the piano with Elias. And they trade shots between each other. But then that's when Riker gets the upper hand. Excuse me. Elias gets the upper hand by dropping Riker on top. He then covers on Riker for the pin. But Riker kicks him at two. This then leads to more back and forth. Shots between the two at ringside. But then Elias gets the upper hand as he delivers two. As he grabs. As he knocks Riker down onto the ground. That's when Elias looks around at ringside. And sees a humongous cello. And so he grabs it and then slams the cello directly on the back of Riker once. And then he goes for another big shot and he nails it in and breaking the cello. Breaking the cello into two. 
and it looks like Elias might have put this away as he covers in Riker for the pin, but somehow Riker kicks him at two. Elias then holds Riker against the ring post, talking trance on his face, and then beating him up with the right hands. That's when the fans chant for tables. And so they bring the action back into the ring, and Riker stops Elias from going to the top rope. Elias then looks to suplex Elias. What? No, Elias looks to suplex uh, Riker in from the apron, but then he spot. No, Riker looks at suplex Elias in from the apron, but then he spots a table set up at ringside. And we see what he has in his mind. And so Riker takes control and then takes Elias up to the second rope. And Riker then delivers a humongous superplex from the corner through the table at ringside. And he barely covers on Elias, but he, he is covering. And so he gets the one, two, and three. And Jackson Riker is your winner of the Symphony of Destruction match. After the match, Riker recovers and his music hits. I just got to replay and see the absolute destruction of the Symphony of Destruction match. Then we come back to see Riker steering straight ahead as Elias is laid out in the rubble of tables. So this was a decent final chapter between the Elias and the Riker feud. This gave the crowd some fun moments and found interesting ways to use a few of the instruments. So, it looks like the crowd was behind Elias in this match over Riker. So maybe Elias might go into a baby face at some point or something else. I don't know. But as Riker, we'll see what happens with them going into the next few weeks and months and see what other storyline he can get himself into. So we'll see what happens. After that, we then see Monsoor's backstage, but then appears in Sony Deville. Talking about the about he and Mustafa, Mustafa Ali teaming up next week. But then that's when Ali walks up and Deville reveals a plan for next week. Ali then has a confused look in his face as he says, I never said anything about teaming next week, and I know nothing about it. He's of course not happy. Monsoor then says, You've been trying to team. Teach me lessons of the light. And you from right. So what better way to stand next, you know, next to you in a match? Ali then says, All right, fine. Just this one time. But you better not screw it up. That's when the United States champion Seamus walks up and he's complaining about Humber as a Creo and says, Well, he has to face Creo again after beating him up, beating him already. Deville then says, it's only fair to give Creole a chance to earn a title match. And then Seamus, of course, disagrees about that. And then that's when Pierce says, you beat up Creole last week. And that's, of course, mentioning that Seamus literally beat up Creole way before the match even began, giving him a clear advantage and just picking up a very quick victory. That's when Shamison says, don't be surprised if Creo leaves this match in a solid seal mask after. I smash his face. That's when Shamison walks off angrily. So it looks like, sort of come, it will be the championship coronation for Charlotte And that is coming up next. What is going to happen with the coronation? 
I have absolutely no idea. But maybe someone might step up and cut off Charlotte's coronation very shortly. Will that happen? Or maybe not. I'm not sure. But we're going to find out coming up next as we see the coronation of the new Raw Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. And see what she has to say and potentially see if someone will step up and confront the queen. We're going to find those answers coming up next. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the for 90 seconds of matches of the Fallout edition of Monday Night Raw after Money the Bank. Before the break, we went over our first segment on the night, which was the one and only John Cena returning back to Raw to open up the show. So as Raw began, John Cena's music hits and made everyone stand up to cheer for the Peacemaker as he returned to the Red Brand for the first time in over a year. He hyped up the crowd and talked about his role in the upcoming Suicide Squad and spoke about Sundays and ruining rings in celebration. And he said, Returning to WWE only be happy because of the crowd is back, and he wanted to share his love for the WWE Universe. He said Reigns is also responsible for his return because he is after the Universal Championship, and he wants his shot at SummerSlam. He talks some chats with the Tribal Chief, calling him an asshole, and then... Of course, before, Otto made his way to the ring, and they said bro to each other several times, and then... Cena left. To move on with the show, which led, led us into our next match tonight, which is our first match tonight, which is when the Viking Raiders take out on John Morrison, AJ Styles, and Omos. So, <clears throat> when AJ Styles started the six man tag team match for their teams with a quick exchange that ended with Styles on the receiving end of a big backdrop, John Morrison tagged in, but Riddle took him down into a submission right away. Jomo countered and hit a few shots before the broke unloaded on it with some hits of his own. Eric and Ivor took over on Double T Morrison to keep him isolated. We got to see the uh, obligated Tory when everyone when everyone got involved and ended with Omos launching styles into everyone else. We returned to from a red to see Riddle talking or excuse me, taking a beating from Omos. Johnny Jim Joe came in and failed to make Riddle tap out to a submission. Eric got a hot tag and blocked every strike styles threw at him. Then after a few more tags and close calls, Riddle tricked Omos into thinking and misread him with a dripstick, and this allowed Eric and Alvaro to hit the Viking experience for the victory. And last but not least, before before the break, we had Elias versus Jackson Riker in a symphony of destruction match. So we returned to see Elias sitting in the ring to play his first song in front of a live crowd in over a year. The work with Elias chant still worked like a charm. And then Reckon gave a quick promo before he came out for the Civity of Destruction match. And in this match, Elias got the first sip on the Riker was first used in an instrument as a weapon. Elias said the flying knees prevent Riker from hitting the, him with a guitar. He fought up with a keyboard and hit to the back before Riker sent him into the going or into the gong. Then make uh we came back from a commercial to see them training offense. They use every instrument around the ring, including a grand piano near the ramp. Reckon then slammed Elias on top. On top of it for a two count. Elias to beat Riker with a huge cello during their fall, but the musician ended up bleeding from the head, and Riker then hit the superplex through two tables to get the victory. 
And so now that leads us into our next segment of the night. Charlotte Flair's Wolverine's Championship Coronation. So we go. So we return for the break and still come the open challenge from Bobby Lashley. We then go back to the ring and out comes the new Raw Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair, for her championship coronation. We see how she won the title from Rhea Ripley at Money in the Bank this past Sunday. Flair then says, It feels so good, and I'm so proud to be standing here as your queen. This past year, I haven't, I haven't been good to you. But I'm here now, and you're, and I'm your opportunity. She then Ripley, Ripley has a snake, an opportunist. Flair then says, Ripley can do as many of her, as many of my moves as she wants, but she will never measure up to the original. Flair then says, "You won't believe the outpour of texts." That's when the fans start chanting, "Becky Lynch." Flair then says, "Yes, Becky is at home feeding, but she she's out here." I'm out here dominating the women's vision. That's when the fans boo her. Better than someone goes to, back to talking about the congratulatory message, uh, Tory messages he received last week. Flutter then says, The win makes me the one time and final Seavis champion, a five time Raw Women's champion, and five time SmackDown Women's champion, making me the only 11 time. Champion WWE. Further than says, I can beat Ripley any night of the week, and I have. And if I had the opportunity, I would beat Ripley. But then the music interrupts, and out comes Ripley herself. Ripley then enters the ring and asks Flair if she thinks that she can beat her any night of the week. Why not tonight? Further than says. You are in no shape to fight after what I did to your Nina last week. And she mocks Ripley for how she was hurting last week. Or not last week, last night. How she was sitting into the corner and holding her knee. Flair then says, For your own safety, I declined. But then that's when Anne Pierce and Sonya Deville interrupt from the stage. Deville congratulates Flair on her incredible accomplishment. And then DeVille then brings up and says, What you just said about beating Ripley on any about uh DeVille brings up what Flair just said about beating Ripley on any night makes it seem like that's what Charlotte wants. That's when Pearson says if Ripley accepts, then it's official. And the rematch will take place tonight the Royal Women's Championship. But then that's when Flitter, out of frustration, delivers a cheap shot and kicks Ripley's injured knee out and Flitter, uh, Flitter goes to ringside as the music hits and Ripley is down in the corner holding her knee as the villain Pierce shot Connor. Flitter makes her exit having words of Ripley as she makes her exit. It's coming up later tonight it will be Charlotte and Ripley, the Royal Women's Championship tonight. So, 
this was definitely a pretty crazy moment. Charlotte was just trying to have a, uh, was just trying to have a normal championship coronation, but then that's when Ripley came out, and that's when Deville and Pierce came out to make it official that there will be a rematch tonight. Will it be the main event, or will it happen just later tonight? I'm not sure, but no matter what, we're going to have this Royal Women's Championship rematch tonight. So after that, we're going to look back at the women's ladder match at Money the Bank. Alexa Bliss appears at her playground and says she will have a special guest tonight. So after that, we then go back to the ring and now come and see women's tag team champions, Natalia and Tamino. And they will be taking on the team of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And then return back to commercial. We return for the break and this number one hunters and matches on the way between these two tag teams. Shayna Baszler is going at it with Natalia to start off this match. Nia Jax watches from the apron. And then Baszler gets the upper hand in this match by leveling Natalia with a big knee. Baszler covers on Natalia for the pin, but Natalia kicks about two after Jax drives Tamina into the barrier with a Samoan drop. It is indicated in commentary that Jax and Baszler will earn a title shot if they win this match. Jax tags in and splashes Natalia into the corner. Baszler takes, <clears throat> excuse me. Baszler then takes back over and drops Natalia into the corner. Baszler then covers Natalia for the pin, but Natalia kicks away too. That's when Baszler continues at the offense as she, as she bends Natalia's wrist back and stomps on it. That's when Natalia tries to fight back and in comes Jax. Natalia clotheslines Jax, but then Jax comes right back with some offense and levels her. Baszler tags back in and taunts Natalia while she's down, talking trash. But then that's when Tamino finally returns to the apron from the Samoa drop and Natalia drops Baszler and in comes Tamino. Tamino knocks Jax off the apron but then Baszler suddenly rolls Tamino off for the pin but Tamino kicks him out too. Baszler continues with the offense and she or gets some offense back and she nails some kicks to Tamino but then Tamino elbows her to cut her off then slams down Baszler. Tamino then goes to the top but then that's when Reginald distracts from the apron, allowing Baszler to bring Tamina down. Natalia goes for Reginald, but then she goes down at ringside. And that's when Tamina ends up super kicking Baszler, and she is distracted by Reginald. That's when Tamina covers on Baszler for the pin, and she gets the 1, 2, and 3. And Natalia and Tamina are your victors. After the match, Reginald and the champs. What? Reginald and the champs? What? No. Uh, after the match, the champs head to the back because they're music hits. Baszler is fed up with Reginald, and she has Werther Jax and Reggie in the middle of the ring. And the fans champ for Baszler, but the Jax suddenly turns on Reginald and sends him to the mat with a headbutt. And Jackson talks some trash as the fans, as some fans view, and Baszler then says, Oh, she warned Reggie. And so Baszler and Jax head to the back as the fans chant, Reggie sucks. But then that's when 24-7 champion Akshay runs to the ring, chased by Lucha House Party and the others. And he stands tall and taunts them in the middle of the ring. But then that's when Reggie comes up behind and ends up pinning Tazawa for the title after, after they briefly go at it. And Reginald is our new 24-7 champion. 
gradually floats around it up to the stage, the pose of the title, jumping over the others to escape. So, this was a decent match between these two tag teams, as of course they have went against, no, went against each other quite a few times throughout the past few weeks, but. The crazy part is, or the climax moment of this match, was Jax and Baszler leaving Reginald. The match was short, but it had great energy, and it had some nice exchanges. And the mayhem after the match was pretty crazy. So now, after that, we then go back to the ring, and out comes the United States Champion, Sheamus. You didn't see his recent feud with Humberto Creo for the past few months. Sheamus is standing in the middle of the ring. That is tonight, or coming up next, it will be Sheamus versus Humberto Creo for the United States, or a number of contender match between the United States champion Sheamus versus Humberto Creo. We then head back to commercial. We return for the break, and it's announced that NXT champion Karrion Cross. Will make his raw debut tonight. How crazy is that? We go back to the ring and Sheamus is waiting in the ring as Creo comes out and trying to earn a United States title shot once more. And then see the recent happenings between the two superstars, including what happened last week, which was a pretty fluke victory. And so the bell rings and the matches of the way as Creo quickly attacks Sheamus. As the match is quickly underway, Sheamus ends up on the, on the floor and Carrillo then launches himself out for a takedown to take down Sheamus. Carrillo continues to beat Sheamus around, but then Sheamus cuts off Carrillo's offense as he drops him as they return to the ring. Sheamus goes for a suplex, but then Carrillo fights it off from the apron. That's when Carrillo drops Sheamus over the top rope. And then that's when Creo nails a cross top rope crossbody onto Sheamus. He then covers on Sheamus with a pin, but Sheamus kicks out too. But then that's when Sheamus responds with some offense of his own with aggressive strikes, but then a but then a Creo unloads in the corner, stomping away as a referee warns him. We then see Damien Priest watching the match backstage on the TV. Back to the action, Creo continues to dominate Sheamus into the corner. Creo tries to pull Sheamus' mask off. Sheamus fights back, but he gets stumped over the top rope out to the floor. Carrillo then runs ropes and goes for a dive, and then Sheamus cuts his offense off as Sheamus meets him at the ropes with right hands. Sheamus goes for a powerbomb on the edge of the apron, and he nails it in. That's when Sheamus stands tall ringside, and the crowd, or as crowd, of the entertain as we head back to commercial. We return with the rake, and Sheamus is continuing to dominate Carrillo in this match. As Sheamus continues to ground Carrillo and applies the Dublin smile. We then see Priest watching backstage again, concerned. That's when Sheamus nails the 10 beats of the Baron. Sheamus ascends tall and poses to a mixed reaction. Sheamus continues to throw offense, and then Carrillo tries to come back with some offense of his own as he comes back with some kicks. But then Sheamus cuts offense right back off once more. As he drops him with a big boot from the corner. But Carrillo tries to come back even more as he kicks Sheamus as Sheamus tends to his finger. 
Carrillo then climbs up for the Huracurano and kicks Chavez out to the floor. Carrillo nails goes for a suicide dive and he nails it in, sending Chavez over the announce table. Carrillo brings Chavez back into the ring and goes to the top of the missile drop kick. And he nails it in. He then covers on Chavez for the pin, but Chavez kicks out at two. We then go back and forth between each other. Uh, but then Creo puts his hand with a shot to Seamus' face mask. That's when Seamus comes right back with a broke kick right to the face of Creo. That's when Seamus covers on Creo for the pin. And he gets a 1, 2, and 3. And Seamus is your winner. And Creo will not get a United States Championship opportunity. After the match, Seamus sends Toe with his title. That's his music hits. We could replace. Then we come back to see Sheamus still standing tall as Creo gets no title opportunity. So these two have had several matches. Uh, Creo looked absolutely great. Even a defeat, Sheamus getting the win was surprising, but it seems like Priest might be the next opportunity or be the next opportunist to take on Sheamus for the title. So with that being said, we then get a look at how Bobby Lashley dominated Kofi Kingston and Money in the Bank and retained his WWE Championship. And so we go back to the ring and out comes the WWE Champion, the almighty Bobby Lashley with MVP. Lashley hits the ring and poses in the corner as the power goes off. And coming up next, it will be Bobby Lashley's open challenge for a WWE title opportunity. Return for the raking. Lashley takes the mic and he says, I did all the talking I needed to do last night when I destroyed Kofi Kingston. So no more talking. MVP then takes the mic and says, and taunts the Dallas crowd for being fans of the NFL's Dallas Cowboys. And he says, It's surprising the way you all react because all the Cowboys have done as of late is lose. And so that's when the crowd, of course, shows your absolute displeasure to MVP. MVP talks about how Lashley made a statement at the expense of Kobe last night. And then talks about Kobe's recent words and Lashley going soft, actually lit a fire within the Almighty. MVP then says, whoever answered this challenge tonight will be annihilated. No one will take this title from Lashley. No more women, no more champagne, and no more fun and games. And as Lashley said, no more bullshit. We are back to business. And so who is going to be the one to answer the challenge? Some fans chant for Goldberg. But then the music interrupts, and now comes the one and only Keith Lee making his return to Monday Night Raw. Lashley looks a bit shocked, but also annoyed as Keith Lee heads to the ring from his home state crowd. Lee then enters the ring and faces up with Lashley as coming up next, it's going to be Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee for a WWE title opportunity. 
return for the Reagan. Ripley versus Flair is hyped up for later tonight. And so the bell rings as Lashley and Lee stare each other down. Both men lock up and tangle into the ropes. The corner and then out. They break up and then lock back up once more. Lashley gets the upper hand as he mounts some offense. But Lee quickly overpowers and rams Lashley into the corner. Then again into the opposite corner. Lee continues with some offense of his, on his, off his feet, including a humongous crossbow into Lashley. Lee goes for a spirit bomb, uh, but then Lashley blocks it and drops Lee on his face. MVP taunts the crowd as they move back. Lashley continues to work Lee over on the ropes as MVP taunts him. Lashley continues with more offense and then goes for a big running shoulder thrust into the corner and he nails it in. That's when Lashley then sends Lee into the floor with a clothesline. But then Lee lands back on his feet, but he's of course dazed. That's when Lashley follows Lee, and both men go back to the out to the floor. Lee tries to get some offense back as he tries to uh, hit Lashley with a few shots, but Lashley drives him right back into the barrier from the ring. The referee then starts counting up to 10. Lashley then runs around the ring, and then delivers a big running spear to Lee onto the floor. Lashley then stands to a ringside as MVP hides him up. Lashley then brings M Lee back into the ring and mounts Lee with strikes. The referee checks on Lee and the grave says this match should be called as Lee isn't moving at all. Lashley then stands over Lee. He goes for the hurt lock as he gets back up, and then Lee overpowers Lashley and blocks a hold, but then Lashley comes right back and drops him back down. That's when Lashley waits for Lee to get back up, and delivers a spear to take Lee down. Lastly, the covers on Lee for the pin, but it gets one, two, and three. And Bobby Lashley is your winner. After the match, Lashley stands tall as his music hits. We got a replays. Lashley then stands tall and poses into the music hits, and out comes. The Hall of Famer, the one and only Bill Goldberg, returning to Monday Night Raw for a, a humongous pop. We have not seen Goldberg since losing to the the former WWE champion, Bobby, uh, the former WWE champion Drew McIntyre, a few months back. And so Goldberg uh, gets the classic pyro with the sparks flying, uh, with the sparks flying on the stage and of course Goldberg does his punches and kicks hitting the pyro and then Goldberg then hits the ring and gets in Lashley's face Goldberg starts laughing oh he starts laughing in Lashley's face and and then that's when Goldberg says and yells at Lashley's face I'm next and so Lashley Wants to fight, but then MVP holds him back. And these two superstars stare each other down and uh, talk to trash between each other as it's been highly clear that Goldberg wants to go after Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. What an absolute incredible return. The one and only Bill Goldberg returning to Monday Night Raw. Absolutely incredible.
Now, before we talk about this crazy return of Goldberg and challenging Lashley with the WWE title, let's talk about this match between Keith Lee. So, this is the kind of thing we expected for the first while with the live crowd again. Big returns and fresh matches. Lee and Lashley delivered a fun, hard-hitting performance, especially with two humongous guys like Lashley and, and Lee. We all knew that this was going to be a crazy fight. The outcome was surprising. Most of would have expected Lee to win or lose 30 in his first match break. Our first match back. But MVP played a small role. This is mostly a clean pin for the champ. But some would say to not uh to hope that this is not their last match or last encounter together because this was definitely a a match to what could potentially be what's to come in the near future. Goldberg returning was absolutely shocking. The crowd cheering as loud as they could was absolutely goosebumping. Just seeing the, the sight of Goldberg facing out with Bobby Lassie in the middle of the ring was just absolutely incredible. But we all know a Hall of Famer could potentially do a lot more crazy stuff than you expect. I have no idea how this match between Goldberg and Lassie can end up, but it's going to be absolutely insane. I just know it because we all know the dominance of of uh, Goldberg for the past few, uh, for the, all the years of his career, starting at WCW, going to Monday Night Raw, and then everything else that he's been doing over the past few years. It's been absolutely insane. So I am really excited to see Goldberg take on Bobby Lashley, potentially at SummerSlam. It's going to be crazy. I do wonder uh, what Goldberg is going to do going into the next few weeks, heading into SummerSlam. It's going to be crazy. I just know it's going to be crazy. So, wow, that was, that was absolutely insane. So after the match still to come, it will be Ripley taking on Flitter. The Raw Women's Championship. The return for the rake and MVP is backstage with Bobby Lasley. Kevin Patrick approaches and asks if they have comments for the return of the one and only Bill Goldberg. MVP then says, Goldberg disrespected us, and we won't even dignify. Uh, no, and then we'll even dignify what he did with, with the response. That's when we see Jinder Mahal is in the, in the ring with Veer and Shanky. Jinder says, Today is my birthday, and it gets even better as Jim McIntyre is now Mr. Money in the Bank. Jinder then shows us how Veer and Shanky interrupt the Jinder versus Jew match two weeks ago to a troll with Team Jew. We also see how Jinder thought he had Jew's family sword last week with a replica, but no, but it was a replica. Then Jew destroyed his motorcycle. Then Jinder talks about how karma always comes back around. Then shows us how they attacked you at Money in the Bank and pull them out of the match. Jinder then says, I can buy 10 motorcycles, but you will never have a WWE title shot as long as Bobby Lassie has champion. Jets win. Ginger allows Shaggy to sing him happy birthday. And so Jew then appears from behind with a chair, taking Jinder down with the chair shot to the back. That's when Jew takes over your 
on the chair. That's when Shinky pleads with him, but then Juice snaps and loads on Shinky with steel chair shots. Ginger and Veer plead and yell for the ramp, but the fans want more from Drew, and so he tosses the destroyed chair away, then brings another fresh one into the ring, and Drew then stirs that engine there, then loads in Shinky with like 20 chair shots. That's when McIntyre steers Gender down, as it looks like this feud between Gender and McIntyre is now over just yet. That was absolutely crazy. <laughs> that was very heated. I can't even count how many chair shots there were that Jew sent to Veer and Shinky, but that was absolutely insane. That was like over 20 chair shots to Shinky. That was just absolutely insane, man. <laughs> that was crazy. But this match is all in this match was all about that. McIntyre is not done with Jinder Mahal just yet. <clears throat> That's going to be a pretty exciting for you to look forward to. So, after that, coming up next, it's going to be the, the Raw debut of the one and only NXT champion, Karrion Cross. This is going to be a pretty crazy match to look forward to. I did not expect the one and only Karrion Cross to make his way to Raw. I really had no idea. So, what's going to happen between Cross? Who's he going to take on? I have absolutely no idea. But we're going to find that out coming up next. We'll be right back after the break. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the ranking of the next matches of the follow edition of Monday Night Raw. After Money the Bank. Before the break, we went over our next segment of the night, which is Charlotte Flair's championship coronation after beating Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship this past Money the Bank. <clears throat> but Charlotte's championship coronation got cut off short by the one and only former Raw Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. And then that's when Sonya Deville and, and Pierce came out. To make it official that there will be a rematch for the Raw Women's Championship between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair later tonight. After that, we then had, <clears throat> excuse me, we then had Natalia Tamino take on Nia uh, Jackson Cindy Baser in a tag team match. So, Cindy Baser scored a two count on Natalia after Nia Jax sent Tamino into the barricade with a small draw. The former champions that would team Natty, but then still could not keep her down for the pin. The Queen of Spades stomped on her arm to soften her up, and the Queen of Hearts took Jax down with a series of clotheslines for another near fall. Tamina hopped into the apron and tagged in. She kicks Jax off the apron and hit Baser with a body slam before climbing to the top rope. Reginald the shocked there so Baser could recover. Tamina super kicked Baser's face off the pin, and for the victory, Jax took out Reginald. With a headbutt to their relationship for good. Akira Zazel ran down to escape. <clears throat> Some superstars chasing the 24-7 championship. Reginald took him out with a couple of acrobatic moves to win the 24-7 championship. After that, we then had a number one contender match between Sheamus and Humberto Carrillo. 
Sheamus was forced to battle Humberto Carrillo again this week after what he pulled last week. When instead of being a rematch for the U.S. title, Carrillo had to win his belt to earn another title shot. A high flyer used the speed to avoid Sheamus and set him out of the ring. He had a slingshot crossbody to the floor to take him down the Cedric Warrior. He had a crossbody from the top rope to a, for a quick two count. The reprise was shown for watching from backstage as Carrillo kept the upper hand with some kicks to the body. He tried to pull Sheamus's mask, but ended up having to let go. Sheamus grabbed him for a powerbomb onto the apron as he went to a break. He returned to see the Irishman in control with a headlock. Carrillo fought out, but ended up on the receiving end of a backbreaker. Carrillo made a comeback and hit a Kirk right from the top rope, followed by a suicide dive. And he nailed Sheamus with a missile drop kick, but he still cannot get the three count. Sheamus then drove them with a broke kick to get the one, two, and three to win the match. After that, we then had the open challenge WWE title match. Um, or Bobby Lashley's open challenge uh, match. So who was the one to come out? It was the one and only Bass in his glory, Keith Lee, returning to Monday Night Raw to take on Bobby Lashley. So Keith Lee made his long awaited return to answer the call and received a huge ovation. The bell ring. He was slowly made contact to look up and fought for control until they came to a stalemate. He went for it again and the almighty backed Lee into the corner. He took a cheap shot instead of making a clean break. But then Lee picked him up and planted it with two different corners. Lee, Lee had a flea frog before taking Lashley down with the cross body. Lashley came back with a vengeance. And beat him down as MVP barked loads of trash. Lashley picked up Lee, but then ended up being shoved into the ring post to what he could not keep up. MVP distracted Lee swinging. So his client could take control once again. But the WWE champion got a running start to hit his huge spear at ringside. Lee's shoulders were too wide for the hurt lock, but Lashley was able to hit a slam instead. And then drew Joe Lee with another spear for the pin and the win. And as he celebrated, Goldberg's music hits and he marched down to the ring. He laughed in Lashley's face and declared that he's next for the WWE Championship. And then last but not least, the last segment for the break was uh, Drew McIntyre sending a message to the one and only Jinder Mahal. <clears throat> so Jinder was sending a message to McIntyre you know, mentioning about everything that these two have done with each other for the past few weeks. But then that's when uh, Veer started to sing, uh, excuse me, that's when Shanky started to sing Jinder Mahal happy birthday because it was his birthday today. And then that's when Drew came up from behind hitting Jinder Mahal in the back with his steel chair. That's when Drew started to beat everyone senselessly. Veer ran out of the wing with Mahal, but then Shanky was really bad luck today as he took like over 30 like over 40 i mean like over 40 charge shots to the back of shanky and that was just absolutely insane and of course all this was all for sending a message to the one and only jinder mahal and so now 
it is now we are now ready for our next match of the night, which is the NXT champion Karen Cross making his rate of Money Hunter Raw debut Thursday night. And so we go back to the ring and out comes the NXT champion Karen Cross. There is no son of Scarlet. Cross will face Jeff Hardy next in a non-title match. He returned back to commercial. Return for the break, it outcomes Hardy to his old theme. A little bit of a throwback. So, once everyone is ready to go, the ref calls to the bell and the match is on the way. But Cross quickly gets the upper hand early on as he dominates early into this match. Cross launches Hardy with a big suplex overhead, and then Cross continues with the offense as he nails another big suplex and stomps to Hardy. Crossing the other Hardy by owing him, then delivers another big suplex. Cross tries to continue with the offense as he charges towards Hardy, but then Hardy gets out of the way and then hits. And then Cross hits the ring post. That's where Hardy takes advantage and drops Cross with a twist of fate. Hardy then goes to the top with a swanton bomb, but Cross quickly got out of the way. And so Cross ready's in the corner waiting for Hardy to get up. Cross charges with a forearm and then Hardy ducks and slowly grabs Cross. Cross and backs him into the corner with back elbows. Cross demands Hardy in the corner, but then Hardy suddenly power bombs Cross to the mat and holds it in. And he gets one, two, and three with the foot on the ropes and gets the victory and the shocking upset over Karrion Cross. After the match, Hardy quickly retreats up the ramp as his music hits. Cross is shocked. And we see, we got replays, we see how. Hardy's foot was on the ropes, but it didn't matter. The referee did not see it. And Hardy is your victor. And so Patrick interviews Cross in the ring after the match. And has his thoughts of what happened. Carlson says, Hardy just made the biggest mistake of his life because in the end, everyone will fall and pray. The music starts up as Cross exits the ring and grabs the NXT title belt and heads to the back. So, here is, hearing Hardy's own music is great, but seeing him get what many might call it a surprise win was the best part. This match was short, but the moment itself went over huge with the live crowd. Cross gave an interview after the match and said Hardy just made the biggest mistake of his life. We'll see if this becomes a real feud or just a one-time thing. We'll find out sooner than later. After that, we then had, uh, we then see Alexa Bliss as backstage for another episode of Alexa's Playground. She missed that she swore for Money in the Bank, but that's okay because she has a special guest tonight. Alexa then says that special guest is the one and only Lily, fresh out of the timeout. Lily is on the swing next to Alexa. Alexa then says, things got out of control last time, but now Lily has promised to be on her best behavior. But then that's when Eva Maria and Dewdrop interrupt. Eva then asked if this is a joke and thought Dewdrop tossing Bliss around last week would have taught her a lesson. Bliss then ignores him then, and then says hello to Dewdrop. Dewdrop then says, 
Hello back and Eva then tells her to nod to you. Eva then says Oh even then threatens to have D drop trash Lily at one point in the trash can. Eva then says I don't want to waste my time with you or Lily. But then as Eva walks away, she ends up falling down and she goes to walk off, apparently by Bliss's power or Lily. And then they laugh it off. Or Bliss and laughs it off as potentially Lily might have done it. Maybe Bliss might have done it. I don't know. But the thing that happened was that Eva fell. And then go back to commercial. We return for the rake, and our notes for next week is the Viking Raiders taking on the Raw Tag Team Champions, Asia Styles and Omos, with the titles on the line. This is going to be another crazy match. Of course, Raiders and uh, Asia Styles and Omos, of course, went after each other at Money in the Bank. But of course, Omos and AJ were the ones to come up on top. This time, it's time for redemption. We'll see potentially if Omos and AJ can potentially walk out with the champs once more. Or the Viking Raiders can pull off a shocking victory over AJ Styles and Omos. We're going to find those answers coming up next week. But now, coming up next, it's going to be the main event. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair going at it for the Royal Women's Championship once more. A rematch from Money in the Bank. Will Charlotte and Ripley, excuse me, will Charlotte pull off a two-time the charm and retain her championship? Or will Ripley shockingly retain or get her title back from Charlotte? There's only one way to find out, and that's coming up next. We'll be right back after the break. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the break from the main event of the one and only Money of the Big rematch between the one and only Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. Will Rhea be able to steer our championship once more over the Queen or Queen or will the Queen Charlotte Flitter be able to take her title once more over the Nightmare Rhea Ripley? We're going to find out right here right now. But before our last break, we went over the match between Karrion Cross and Jeff Hardy. Karrion Cross made his main roster debut this week in a match against Jeff Hardy. Instead of letting his be a surprise, uh, this was hyped throughout the night. Jeff Hardy brought, brought back his old No More Words entrance to the delight of the live crowd. The WWE Universe was in Hardy's corner, but that wasn't enough to stop Cross from taking him down in a few suplexes. The charismatic Enigma avoided him in the corner and hit the twist of fate. He climbed up in the midst of Swanton. Cross then got up and went for the signature elbow, but Hardy countered and ended up pinning him with a little help from the middle rope. And after that, we then had another edition of Lexus Playground. So, 
Alexa revealed that Lily has made her way back. And then that's when Eva Marie and Dewdrop came out to confront Alexa as he was, was asking if this was a joke and thought Dewdrop tossing blood around last week would have taught her a lesson. And then, of course, uh, Eva was threatened, threatening to have Dewdrop trash Lily at one point in a trash can. And of course, Eva didn't want to waste her time with Blister Lily. But then, as Eva and Dewdrop were making, making their way out, Eva fell down or tripped and fell as she went to walk, walk off and might have been because of Bliss or Lily. But now it is time for the main event between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flitter. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we go back to the ring for tonight's main event, a rematch from Money in the Bank as the one and only Rhea Ripley is out first. How comes next the Queen Charlotte Flitter? Uh, Mike Rome introduces both superstars, and then that's when these two incredible superstars face off in the middle of the ring. It's coming up next. It's going to be the Raw Women's Championship match. We then have that commercial. We return for the break, and the match is on the way as the bell rings, and these two incredible superstars. Go at it. Flutter tries to get the upper hand as she takes Ripley down, but then Ripley tries to fight back with some offense of her own. Ripley then nails the hard shoulder thrust took Charlotte in the corner as the referee warns her. Flutter tries to fight back as she takes Ripley down by the arm from the apron. That's when the that's when the two these two women trade big forearms on their feet in the middle of the ring. But then that's when Ripley gets the upper hand. As she knows the one-legged drop kick. Ripley continues to ground Flitter. Ripley continues to the offense as she knows the big knee strikes to Flitter. But then Flitter quickly turns the offense run out of the corner with the chops. Flitter then sends Ripley face first into the turnbuckles. Charlie goes for a super suplex, but Ripley counters it with a roll-up and covers on Ripley for the covers on Charlotte for the pin, but Charlie kicks about two. Charlotte goes for another move, and then Ripley counters and delivers a su German suplex in the middle of the ring. Ripley then goes for the running drop kick onto Charlotte, and she nails it in. She then covers on Rip Charlotte for the pin, but Charlotte takes about two. Ripley goes for a whip into the corner, but Flair counters it, and then sends Ripley over the top rope out to the floor. Ripley tries to re-enter the ring, but then Flair stops her. That's when Ripley lands in her leg at ringside. Flair then follows Ripley and then knocks a chop block to take Ripley back down from behind. Ripley is clutching her knee but then Flair rolls her back in. Ripley then holds Flair off as she checks on Ripley. Flair tries to stay on Ripley but the referee backs her off. Ripley is down in the corner as referee checks on her. We then go back to commercial. We return for the break and Flair continues to focus on the leg of Ripley. The announcer said that Ripley was cleared to continue during the break. Back to the action. Uh, Flair went for another move and then Ripley counters and drops Flair on her head. The fans try to rally for Ripley as Ripley continues to mount offense to the Queen. Ripley goes for the nor Northern Light suplex and she nails it in. She then covers on Charlotte for a pin, but Charlotte kicks about two. <clears throat> 
Flutter comes back with some offense as she levels Ripley with a running boot boot. Flutter then goes to the top for the moonsault. But Flutter was able to nail it in, but not exactly as Ripley gets part of her knees up, putting herself in the process. That's when Ripley uses Flutter's figure four on her knees. Yes, it fans pop for Ripley, but then Flutter counters it and turns it over to reverse it. And now Ripley is now screaming out of pain, but Ripley was able to get it to the bottom rope to break the hold. That's when Flitter nails the, the infamous Flitter chops. But then Ripley fights back and mounts a more offense. Ripley then goes for the riptide, but then Flitter gets her foot on the bottom rope to break the hold. And Ripley gets frustrated. Flitter then retreats to ringside and grabs her title belt to take the count. And Ripley then chases Flitter up the ramp, and then Flitter drops Ripley with a belt shot to the face. And the referee, of course, saw it, and so the ref calls for the bell, and Flair is disqualified. After the bell, the uh, micro announces that Rhea Ripley is won by disqualification, the, but Micro says, but because uh, after the disqualification, the title cannot change hands. And so, still, the Raw Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. And so, Flair stands tall in the ring as her music hits. But then, I don't know where Ripley attacks Flair from behind. So, that's when Charlotte and Flair, uh, Charlotte and Ripley brawl to the floor. And Ripley then takes Flair out until the music hits. And now comes Nikki Ash, Miss Money in the Bank. She comes running down the ring with her briefcase in hand. And then, she gets on the apron, gives the briefcase to the referee, and it looks like Nikki Ash is cashing in her money in the babe briefcase. And so she cashes in, and the bell rings, as it looks like Nikki is going to be cashing in. And so Nikki goes to the top rope while Raw Champion Charlotte Flitter is down in the ring. While well, Charlotte is down. Cross readies for the crossbody, and so she jumps off the top rope, nails the crossbody with the top rope, and then holds it in. She goes to cover on, on Charlotte for the pin. She gets the one, two, and three, and Nikki Ash is her new Raw Women's Champion. After the bell, the music hits, and Cross celebrates her humongous victory. We get a replay of the incredible crossbody from Nikki to Charlotte. And gets the victory. Cross takes the title to ringside to celebrate with the fans. The post Money in the Bank edition of Raw goes off the air with the sight of the one and only Nikki Ash as her new Raw Women's Champion. Absolutely insane. Now, let's talk about the match between Ripley and Charlotte for a second before we talk about the one and only almost a superhero, Nucky Cross. So, Ripley and Charlotte worked well together because, of course, they are two sides of the same coin. They have a lot in common and just as many differences, which makes them perfect rivals. Their feud has gotten better over time. And Ripley wanted one more rematch against Charlotte, but she cannot pull it off as Charlotte. Charlotte 
of blatantly cause of the disqualification with the title belt the cause of the disqualification and so Charlotte still came out as a champion Nikki came running down cashing in nailing the crossbody and then getting the one two and three becoming the new Rollins champion was absolutely incredible the crowd was absolutely ecstatic seeing Nikki win the title belt was absolutely insane I cannot believe Nikki is Rollins champion you gotta give all the props to Nikki I mean seriously she has done so much in this business from NXT to SmackDown to Raw now becoming almost a serious superhero and now becoming the Raw Mrs. Money the Big and now becoming Raw Women's Champion you gotta give all the props to Nikki Nikki has done so much of this business and she 100% deserves to be the Raw Women's Champion after everything that she has done in this business you just gotta give all the props to Nikki Nikki has been of course I guess you could say the one who's kind of been like the, the sidekick of uh, the one who's been basically overlooked or no not overlooked but she's kind of been the sidekick no not the one that of course the not the one that really shines in the spotlight but tonight what she did she earned the spotlight she deserved this title after everything that she has done of course Nikki has become the uh, tag team champion but she has never done anything solo never becoming a singles champion but tonight she proved everyone wrong becoming the raw women's champion cashing in 24 hours after she won the money in the bank briefcase that was absolutely incredible and you got to give all the props to Ricky Ash for everything that she has done in this business to make it to this high point of her career becoming the Raw Women's Champion what an absolute shocking cash in what an absolute incredible victory for Nikki Ash and so with that being said the follow edition of Money Night Raw after Money the Bank is now done what a night. What an absolute insane, insane night. With all the craziness that I've been here tonight, I'm excited for what's going to happen this Friday and what's going to happen this Wednesday. This Wednesday, um, or this Tuesday, I should say, um, we're going to have a pretty crazy NXT episode today. The one and only Raquel Gonzalez takes on the one and only Isaiah Lee for the NXT Championship. And we also wonder who is going to be the next one to step up to take on Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. There's going to be a lot of craziness to look forward to here this Tuesday. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. This Friday, 
you get to see the fallout of Money in the Bank on the SmackDown side. John Cena going to SmackDown, Biggie becoming the Mr. Money in the Bank. And of course, we get to hear from the Tribal Chief to see what he thinks about the one and only John Cena returning to confront the Universe Champion. And of course, for tonight, John Cena making it clear that he wants the Universe Championship, he wants to take on Roman Reigns. It's going to be crazy. But that's not the only crazy thing about Friday Night Smackdown this week because Friday Night Smackdown is going to be on two different locations Rolling Loud and Ohio. But in that crazy moment, the one and only Bianca Belair takes on Carmella once more for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And we will see if Bianca can pull off another victory over Carmella. It's going to be a crazy, crazy week, folks. I just know it for sure. And so with that being said, that is going to conclude today's episode of Outs of the Ropes. What a crazy night. Nikki Cross, the new Raw Women's Champion. Absolutely insane. You got to see all the fallout from everything that happened this past week. Uh, Keith Lee returning to Monday Night Raw. One and only Bill Goldberg, Bill Goldberg returning to Raw. So much craziness that happened here tonight. It was absolutely insane. It's going to be a crazy NXT. A lot of craziness that's going to happen with that. Last but not least, it's going to be a crazy, very nice smackdown with a follow of Money in the Bank. So with that being said, that is going to conclude today's episode of To the Ropes. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, stay tuned for this Wednesday for the highlights of NXT, or this week's NXT, and of course, next Saturday, or this Saturday for the highlights of Friday Night Smackdown. And so with that being said, thank you guys for joining me, and I'll see you guys this Wednesday for the highlights of NXT. See you guys next time.